Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Um, When I was planning out the different uh, episodes that I was going to create, I I kept coming across similar questions from the various sprouts in the naturally conscious community. And they were all questions around limiting beliefs. Um, The idea that there are these beliefs, these thought processes, these um, personal false truths, I guess that's a good way of explaining them, that hold us back from becoming who we really want to be or give us an interpretation of the world that doesn't seem to be shared by those around us. (laughs) And so um, I've spent a long time, a, a very big part of my life, working on these types of limiting beliefs for myself, as well as for my clients and for the people around me. Um, and I thought I would come here and I would share with you why I think that many of the ways that are being taught around limiting beliefs actually create more limiting beliefs and blocks in the process. And it's not to say that, you know, everybody is wrong or that, you know, other methods don't work. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is that many of the models have at their premise down at the core something that is inaccurate or more likely than not, not taking into consideration um I don't want to say the origin of the limiting belief because the origin of the limiting belief somehow oftentimes makes us feel like if we're stuck, like if we're, we're, we're always going back to where did this come from? And that's not what I'm trying to talk about. I want to go even deeper from there. I think that many of the limiting beliefs focus like the, the processes that exist to transform or to let go of limiting beliefs oftentimes um, create more problems and more limiting beliefs in their process. And honestly, the work that I've been doing over the years with plants, the my own desire to further my own limiting beliefs, to, to step outside of them, to understand how to move in different directions um, with the help of my plant friends who don't experiencing don't experience limiting beliefs the way that we do has made me realize why it was that many of the techniques I was using was perpetually keeping me in the model of a limiting belief. But before I get into why we need a naturally conscious model for evolving limiting beliefs, I want to share with you one of our eco-conscious business partners who are those that help us really transform the world while also supporting um, our own community as well as those of us that work with them. The first time I connected with a plant and received a response, it was like nothing I had ever felt before. It was such a life-affirming sensation when you make a breakthrough like that and realize just how connected we are to all nature and the world around us. As a nature-inspired mentor myself, I was so excited to stumble upon the SHIFT Network with their mission to empower a global network of evolutionary change agents. Just my kind of movement. 
But there are so many inspiring leaders, healers, empaths, and other visionaries all under one roof. There, you can access some of the best transformational education, media, and events on the planet. In the show notes, I've included a link for you to browse everything the Shift Network has to offer. And this is to further your evolutive process and reawaken your full potential. Check it out. Okay, I want to get really deep into this whole premise of a limiting belief to begin with. And um, the limiting belief idea or the idea of why it is that we experience limiting beliefs is really important. I mean, this is in essence, a very positive thing, you know, right? The idea of getting in there and understanding, you know, what's holding you back, what's blocking you, what's going on. The thing is that a limiting belief oftentimes is not really this thing made up of falsehood inside of it. In other words, the way that a limiting belief gets presented to many people is the idea that a limiting belief is actually um, always at its root, something false or it is always something that is not true or um what what are some of the hold on i'm gonna sh i'm, I'm gonna look for a second because i was looking at a really good definition earlier and i feel like i should come back to it because it's it's a state of mind or belief about yourself that restricts you in some ways okay so it implies that this belief or this state of mind restricts you and holds you back because it is at its core not not true. So many of the techniques that exist out there for working with um, limiting beliefs start with the idea of asking yourself what would happen if your limiting belief was wrong, which is, you know, sounds good, right? And then pushes you to step outside of your comfort zone, to take risks, to get creative, to think about the belief in a different way, to be proud of your personal development, to like look for moments to confirm the new belief that you want to blah, 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 and all these types of things. In essence, all of them great, okay? All of them really great techniques, except for one major problem. It goes with the fundamental core belief system that is something is wrong with you. And as a matter of fact, if you go looking through, and I, I did this, I went looking through tons of different techniques around limiting beliefs. All of them include the word wrong, like wrong in the sense of what if I'm wrong? Uh, what if this belief is wrong? Um, you know, how is this absolutely not true? Like everything really goes down to the to the core thinking process that ultimately something is wrong with you. The thing is that from a natural perspective, if you look at nature, this concept doesn't really exist. In other words, the idea that something is inherently wrong doesn't really happen. Let's let's take something like an invasive species, okay? So I'm going to use an example of an invasive species. If you look at an invasive species, an invasive species is a species that is growing in the wrong place. You would say, right? Is that a pretty good definition? An invasive I mean, there's lots of other characteristics that make the species invasive, not just, you know, the fact that the species exists and is growing in a different place. But the point being is that this is inherently a plant that is in the wrong space 
or is growing in the wrong time. The plant in and of themselves has nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with an invasive species, whether we're talking about whatever kind of species like lantana or something else that is growing in a place, there is nothing inherently wrong with the plant. As a matter of fact, the plant has a whole series of amazing characteristics, a whole series of different pieces that make that plant unique, special, interesting, and really working um, no, working is not the right word. That's not the right word. It's not what I want to say. There is nothing about the plant that is the plant's wrongdoing. What's happened is the fact that the plant has ended up in the wrong space. And so therefore, in order to quote unquote, right the wrong, the plant doesn't really have to change the, the, the self the plant has to change the overall environment. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. If it doesn't, just leave me a comment, let me know, uh, and we'll talk it through. So when I was working on limiting beliefs, when I, you know, with many of my clients, especially, you know, when you're working on deep coaching and, and mentorship, invariably limiting beliefs come up, right? I even have a limiting beliefs quiz to help you identify what is one of your, your main um, what is the biggest block that you have right now, the biggest limiting belief that's holding you back right now. And I created that because I wanted to give a completely different way of ex experiencing this, of working with it. You'll notice in my own vocabulary that I don't talk about transforming limiting beliefs or releasing limiting beliefs or any of these kinds of things. I talk about evolving. The reason is because there is a need for us to go back to look at our true nature and better understand the evolution of this belief. And the evolution of a belief is very rarely, if almost never, 100% wrong. In other words, it wasn't like I always believed in, a, in something in a way that was hurtful to me. If, beliefs evolve over time they come from conditioning they come from uh they come from other people's expectations they come from things that are placed on us they come from many different sources around us but they are a process that gets created and this is the way you look at it from even the natural world right nothing happens spontaneously it takes time it takes motion through different stages, because depending on the timing, depending on how something is um, showing itself in the present moment, it could be either positive or negative. So the idea that something is wrong with you when you have a, um, a limiting belief is already in and of itself a limiting belief. It is a belief that something about you could be wrong, where instead, the natural model starts with if everything about me is right and correct and useful, how do I use it? So really working in a naturally conscious model to evolve your limiting beliefs is about going to the question of what is it that my belief was here to serve? What is it or how is it that this belief can be powerful for me? 
And even though we put things into these massive titles like unworthiness or imposter syndrome or other kinds of things, uh, it's not going to work. These are all containers that have been created to sort of bucket these beliefs. But when you go one step deeper into the belief, you will most likely find that the belief comes from some, or the belief is related to some aspect of yourself, right? Like I say to, to the world, and it's no secret, I say it all the time, I'm the most positive, negative person you'll ever meet, right? My mind thinks in negatives. And it is a, a piece that I use to remind me that that is one of my talents. One of my strengths in life is the ability to see the criticality, criticality, it's not even a word, the, you know, the critical aspects or the weaknesses or the points of something, right? So in a naturally conscious model, I start with the premise that this is useful to me. This is something that can help me. This is something that has been given to me by whatever you believe, your own sources. It's divinity. It is natural selection. It is my parents' genetics. It is God. It is whatever it is. This thing was given to me as a gift. My critical nature is a gift. It's up to me to figure out how to use this gift. And that's really where the naturally conscious model comes from, right? The naturally conscious model as its base premise is not what would happen when you recognize that this belief is wrong. What happens when you think of yourself as if I'm wrong? What happens when you eliminate this piece of yourself? What happens when you transform this part? This is really about getting to the heart and the core of the idea that everything about you is perfect. Everything about you is useful. Everything about you can be a source of strength. The model is about learning how to put this into practice in your current daily life. In other words, my life today has a series of circumstances, an environment that I have created. I have attracted certain pieces. I'm immersed in certain aspects. I have aspirations for certain things. I want to go in a certain direction. All of these make up my environment. So rather than just understanding myself, which is part of what, you know, the many of the models out there relating to limiting beliefs are, you are this thing. You have to look at yourself. You have to journal. You have to create alternative beliefs. You have to do all these different aspects of yourself and change yourself. Instead, what if we look at it from a completely different perspective, which is the perspective of, I have everything I need. What is the environment around me? And how do I best apply myself to the environment in which I'm in? So how do I actually use this aspect or these skills or these tools or this way of being of myself in this moment of my life. And this is, this is the thing that, that is hard for us to believe. This is constantly going to change. The environment that I created for myself right now might not be the environment that I'm going to have in six months or a year, right? So I have to constantly be working on my flexibility 
to understand my skill, my talent in the widest breadth possible so that therefore I can learn how to adapt it in the moment. So remember, I'm always talking about this and I'm going to keep harping on it. Adapt to your current conditions. It's a life purpose. You see it in biomimicry. You see it in so many different natural applications. Adapt to the current conditions. So what you are constantly doing is not trying to transform yourself. You're trying to adapt. You're learning how to adapt your present skill set to, so your who you are to adapt it so that it is the best use of the current environment. And I go into this in depth in various different places. Inside of Kickstart Your Conscious Revolution, we take one limiting belief and take it through on the entire naturally conscious process over the course of a week so that you can really get into this and start to explore the topic, the this, this belief system that you've created for yourself and get to the heart of what's inside of it. What are the skills, the talents, the, um, the passions, the, the uh, characteristics, and how do these all get used in your local environment, right? In the moment, in who I am right now, in the life I want to be living. And how do we work on creating elasticity, right? So you think of it as exercising this muscle of this talent so that it becomes flexible enough that you can adapt it to any situation. So my criticalness there are times where it's going to come out really hard, where it's really important for me to use that as hard as possible. In other words, I'm going into a situation where, you know, there's been um, where time is of the essence, where maybe um, we need they need somebody who comes in and just looks with a critical eye and like, boom, goes into it. There's other times where that critical nature of myself is instead going to go very quietly and look for the subtle parts and is going to be much more finessed. It's going to be much more refined. It's going to be soft. There's many kinds of situations. So what I have learned, I didn't get rid of my criticalness. I learned when to use it. I'm learning all these different aspects. I'm making, I've turned my critical nature into a muscle that I can adapt so that it that gets exercised, that it's a tool that I can wield with strength. And really that is the heart of the naturally conscious community and, and the naturally conscious model, excuse me, which is why I feel so passionate about constantly talking about this because I, it's, it's painful, honestly, it's painful to see so many people who have these amazing skills and talents that are pushing them aside because they feel like they are creating some kind of limiting belief. Um, and it's, it's, or, you know, who are thinking to themselves, I have to let that part of me go. When in reality, these are some of their greatest talents and their strengths, they just have to be applied correctly. And so when we think about, I want you to start thinking yourself about limiting beliefs in relation to evolution. How do my limiting beliefs evolve over time so that I can see what's below it? And like I said, you know, in Kickstart Your Conscious Revolution, we take you through, I'll take you through one block, one limiting belief all the way through this process, because it's extremely important for you to recognize that this is something that you have to do almost for every single talent you have. You have to take every talent you have through this process 
over and over again, which is why I put it now into Blooming Sprouts, which is in the Naturally Conscious community, so that you could go through various times. So I run the program seasonally so that you could go through it with me, and then I leave it up for a period of time so that you could run through it over and over again with different skills and different talents that have learned to... Um, that have become kind of enmeshed into a limiting belief today, because that way you have an opportunity to exercise this muscle over and over again until the muscle is loose. And, and so therefore you can get to, you know, the tool, you know, the strength of the muscle below it. So it's really important for us to understand that these types of programs, the types of programs that try to tell you that something about you is wrong, then that's the reason why you are struggling with limiting beliefs is the first type of program that you should be ignoring. And you should go with the concept going deeper that says, what, what is the talent that this limiting belief is showing? In other words, how is it that my limiting belief is just a positive or positive talent that is currently manifesting itself in the wrong environment. So therefore, since my environment is not conducive to what this talent is, the way I'm trying to use this talent, how can I use this talent in a way that really works in this environment? I know it's like, there's a lot of different nuances to this. And, um, but this is really the heart of feeling confident about yourself. If you want to feel confident about yourself, really, it's about recognizing all your various talents and learning how to adapt them um, in the appropriate mode. It's not about rec just recognizing your talents, which is something that, you know, you hear all the time, right? Oh, you have to recognize your talents and see who you are. Great. But if you have a talent and you're applying it in the wrong environment, then you're going to feel really bad about that environment, about that talent anyway. And eventually you might get confused and think there's a problem with the, with the talent rather than the fact that it's in the application of the talent. So, Looking at things from a nature perspective starts with the perspective that everything about you is right. How do I apply this in the environment in which I am in order for it to have the biggest benefit? So I hope that that's been useful to you. I want to hear your thoughts about what we're talking about. So leave me a comment or better yet, join us in the Naturally Conscious community and leave me a comment there so that we can start a discussion between myself, you, and all the other sprouts that are there. Look, NCC is your supportive ecosystem to explore a new way of living and of being and of doing in collaboration with the plant world. It's the only one of its kind, which is why I want you to share that space with us and to help us evolve into a community that can talk about these types of subjects and that could really help each other move forward and go into life with confidence and with success. So until next time, this is me, Tigria Gardenia. I am delighted to support your continued green, brilliant evolution. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.